Thank you for joining us for this episode of That Solo Life, the podcast for PR pros and marketers who work for themselves. I am Michelle Kane with Voice Matters, and I'm here with my ever-steady co-host, Karen Swim of Solo PR Pro. Hi, Karen. How are you today? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm good. Hey, you know, we're just flying along in this crazy little world. <laughs> we, we are. We're just... We're rolling along, changing steps, making that's, it up, figuring it out. Hey, that's 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 the beauty of being a PR pro. And it you know, is. every every day we wake up to the news, we peek our eyes out from under the covers and think, "What's happening out there?" Yeah. And, and today we're going to talk about the financial world. Ooh. We are. But as we are recording this on the date we're recording this, the Fed is considering whether or not to pop up those interest rates again. Yay. But you know, as as I'm sure all of our listeners, all of you know, we've had some bank failures and and there has comes along with that some, some angst. I, I think we still kind of have a trauma from 2008 um, sticking in our bones and you know, it's yeah. just, just bringing back some of those uh, feelings of, oh, what? Are, are well, we- yeah, for those of us who are around and remember that, but even if you weren't yet in business or were not yet operating as a, you know, or, or even maybe you were still in school back then and you're mm. new to the working world, yeah. there are some things that we can learn from the recent bank failures. First of all, I think one thing that we can learn from a communication standpoint is what not to do. And I think that because we counsel clients, we need to ensure I, like maybe many of you had some clients with ties to those banks. So it's really Mm -hmm. important. And then I had clients that didn't have ties, but for all clients, I said the same thing. It's better to control the message before the message controls you. Always something this widespread, you know, we talk about, we have this, we have this decision grid about when to weigh in on issues of the day, but something like this is, is definitely a place where I think it does not hurt at all to communicate it to key stakeholders. Even if you're not affected by saying, Hey, this recent news is very troubling and unsettling. We want you to know that we are not impacted by the SVP bank failure, by First Republic. If you're not impacted, it's good to say that because this type of, of challenge is something that hits just everyone. Yeah. It's going to, you know, employees are going to wonder, oh my God, do, do we have money in these banks? Is it going to affect payroll? Your investors, you know, want to know that you've got a handle on this. Your potential investors Your customers want to know that you are fine and that you're not going to be making moves, you know, out of frenzy and in response to this, but that you're okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, communicate with a plan about what you plan to do. Right. I mean, that's, that's just basic PR 101, right? It's, you know, take control of the messaging and I give kudos. Of course, I wasn't privy to what local companies were saying, but I know that the banks in our region did a wonderful job of, you know, the very next morning, you know, making these statements of we're, we're good, we're solvent. This is, you know, we are, that was different because X, Y, Z, you know, you can rest assured they, they just did the right thing. So I, well, think I think it also brings up the question, you know, I had providers that I utilize that were impacted yeah, and I immediately got messages 
that what I utilize them for would not be affected. But it really, you know, there's just been a lot of a lot of uncertainty. And and the this financial part adds to it because, yeah. you know, I had to question, like, I don't know, I did not know prior to this, where all of my clients banked, where their yeah. money was parked. Yeah. And it brings up a point like here's one more stress test that we need to follow. Yeah. And it's not so much even knowing where they bank, but having some fell save to protect your income. Yes. So I I know some people that were personally impacted by delays in payments because of these bank failures. Sure. Could you absorb a delay in payment? For how right. long could you absorb that delay? Right. Do you have anything in your contract? That is a protection. Do you have conversations with your clients about the realities of life? And are you documenting those in your contract? Because it, it just, you know, again, it brings up one more issue that we have to make sure that we guard against. And, and I'm all for making sure that you build a cushion that can carry you through any crisis, whether it's several clients cutting off contracts at once, client organizations failing, bank failures, whatever it is, you not being able to work, have a cushion. And no judgment on you today if you do not have that because so many small businesses in America are operating on very, very thin margins. So there's no judgment. But I am saying that for all of us, we need to stockpile even more. And if that means... Thinking about, hmm, are there creative ways that I can build revenue? Should I, you know, be, you know, what can I do to extend that may not even be client work? Or where do I need to adjust my strategy for new clients? Should I be raising my rates? You really need to start thinking about that and stockpiling because it's not going to get better out here. (laughs) And we're in a climate, it's not going to get better for the general public. So, and I... I wanted to correct that because for solos, and, and it's interesting that I just saw a Forbes piece that we'll be talking about in the future that talks about PR being a recession-proof business. I want to encourage every single public relations professional out there that we have the ability to thrive in these times. So I want you to just keep that message in your head. If you need to write it on post-it notes and post it around your office, do that because it's easy to fall into the trap of feeling like we're just like everybody else. We're not going to be laid off. You need to get ahead though of how your clients are thinking Yeah, because this creates an environment of anxiety, consciousness, organizations are nervous or looking at their balance sheets. You know, the Fed is nervous because do they let inflation just continue to like be at a level that is higher because traditionally inflation sits at around 2% and do they want it to go to 4%? That's going to make people super nervous or do they want to raise interest rates to kind of put a tap on it? But then if they raise the interest rates, banks are further impacted because of their investments, which is what happened to these banks. Their investments were impacted by the high interest rate. So they had less money and they have less money in reserve. 
So it's like you're choosing between two evils and they can't solve both things at one time. They can't. Well, and and I, I think the thing that we need to focus on, like you said, it's definitely bringing uncertainty as an unwanted guest to the table, which I don't know if this is going to make us feel any better, but it's certainly one thing I learned as I had to, and I feel like I had to create this business was even if you're, you're employed by someone, that direct deposit, it feels certain. It's not certain. Absolutely. So, you know, I think. Absolutely. That, we that, live with uncertainty without yeah. even acknowledging it because there right. are certain risks that we've just accepted as normal. So we don't yeah. see it as a risk. Right. But, uh, you know, we want to give you, and we're not, you know, we are not financial advisors. You need to talk oh, goodness, to your financial no. advisors. <laughs> so this is not, you know, I think we're supposed to disclose that or, you know, make that yeah. disclaimer so that we don't get in trouble. We are not financial advisors. <laughs> Well, we are business people that are sharing yeah. strategies. So here yeah. are yeah. Here's some immediate things that you can do as you're doing your pulse checks with your clients. Do not be afraid to ask, you know, hey, we're in a really crazy, you know, um, chaotic time economically. How are you feeling about that? And what strategies are you all doing to make sure that you can weather this? Think about how you can help them to hit their goals. Because again, you want to be a problem solver. And so avoiding the conversation can mean that you get hit with surprises later on. Addressing this with your client brings things to the forefront. And if they're thinking about cutting back, you can help them. You can guide them. I, I think there's just something important you said in that. And it, you know, since the pandemic, it's likely that you're kind of in this mode because hopefully you've been counseling your clients through this because, you know, that was like a major drop off of, oh my gosh, we're, we're all paralyzed. And okay, well, how did you guide them through that? It's that you should have hopefully kept that conversation going of how are things? How can we better address? How can we change our tactics? You know, do we need to pivot in any direction? So it's, you know, please don't, don't think, oh my gosh, I have to have a big conversation. No. Yeah. It's not a, it's a big, it's a, I'm a female. So I'm using the term girl. I identify as girl. It's a big girl conversation that you we all should be having, right? Yeah. It's a CEO conversation. You need to have these conversations. Sometimes we shy away from talking about money with our clients, but and and sometimes we're afraid to have the big conversations because we're afraid of the answers. But let me tell you something. It is so much better to be empowered with information. Yeah. So these conversations can yield clues about the certainty of your contract. And and those are things that you want to address early on. Another tip is if a client says, well, you know, we're thinking about or we're planning on bringing PR in-house. That's great, client. That's fantastic. We've seen the best results when there are resources internally that can focus on these things with the support of an agency to do that. What were you thinking in terms of how that would look? Guide them. Make some suggestions. A lot of times I've seen people be in the situation and simply throw down the flag and go into, you know, their out clause so that, so their mind immediately is like, okay, well, we have three months, we have, you know, 60 days, we have 30 days, and then they're looking for more business, but you didn't even try to 
pivot this conversation and influence it by holding on to at least some of the business. Your budget may get cut, but wouldn't you rather have a budget that's cut where you stood up for yourself and maybe your scope and not budget for doing the same work, but budget is cut because the scope is lower is a lot better than losing right. the entire revenue. And so again, it's all about these conversations that we we have to get comfortable having and not just be so quick to react. So if you're already thinking about these things and addressing them proactively, then you're not in reactionary mode where you're like, uh, and, and let me tell you, it totally, it, it is not fun to lose a client, even mm-hmm. when it has nothing to do with your work. They're not unhappy. It, it just, it, it's painful. There's a little bit of like, you know, you're oh, of course there is, bit. you need to mourn a little bit. Yeah. So we want you to not ever be in that position, but to no. always be operating from a place of strength because you're prepared. And I think too, by having that conversation, you know, if, if a client's considering going completely in-house, but even, even by reminding them of the value that you bring, that that knowledge will stay with them. And, yeah. you know, you'll, you'll still be maintaining that relationship because I, I would say nine times out of 10, they will find they need you to some extent, yeah. <laughs> ideally. But, oh yeah, I mean, it is, it is like a morning because, you know, business is relationship. We're more than in our profession, right? Because you, you become a member of their team, you become your client's champion and that's, you know, so that's something to both value and yeah, it can, it doesn't feel so great when it ends. Yeah, it doesn't, for, mm-hmm. even for the best of reasons. And, right. you know, let's face it, we have had many of us over the years, um, maybe some of you recently have had clients to cancel your contract and make up reasons that they did so because they're uncomfortable saying sure. it's a financial issue, but we know it is. We yeah. know the signs are always there. And, and this is the thing that I say to people about layoffs. They really don't come out of nowhere. You just have to know how to look for those breadcrumbs and spot them. And here's the funniest thing. We see the breadcrumbs. We ignore them because it's easier <laughs> to just not look at them. La, 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 la. Reality. Yes. Like, <laughs> I want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I'm going to work today. We do that with clients too. We see the signs. We're smart. We see them, but yeah. we'd rather not pay attention to them because yeah. we don't want to deal with it. And that's human nature, but you've got to fight against that Yeah. and look at it so that you are not caught off guard. Right. And it also brings us back to the drumbeat of always, always, always be in business development mode. Always. Yes. And, you know, it's funny, people ask me, does belonging to this, did it ever get your business? And, you know, okay, first of all, I don't usually lead that way because that's too transactional to me. But yeah, it could be a super slow burn. It could take 10 years. But eventually, yeah, once once you get to know the right people and the timing is right. So when we say always be in business development mode, it doesn't mean you're, you know, in, in, um, that you're closing a client every like 10 days, but right. right. And you're not like, like scattered, like, Oh my gosh, this means that you need to always have a full pipeline. Yeah. Yeah. Many, many years ago, my then and now client MBO partners just imparted such wisdom on that by encouraging you know, solo business owners to 
have a full pipeline because a full pipeline meant that you had choice. And I love that. You started your business because you wanted choice. You wanted freedom. You wanted the freedom to choose how you work, who you work with. The way that you protect that freedom is by ensuring that your pipeline is always full. You should never, ever, ever put yourself in a position where a loss puts you in frenzied mode. Like, oh my God, now you're rushing around and you're checking LinkedIn and you're doing all these things. Mm -hmm. If you do a little every day, and if you're always, you know, keeping yourself open for clients, if you're always checking in with your network, if you're always marketing your services, then you should have, you know, people in various stages of your pipeline all the time. And to your point, Michelle, one of my most favorite past clients is somebody that it took a year, mm-hmm. one year. And here's the funny thing. Three companies later, <laughs> three companies <laughs> later to land an account. But you want to know what? Not only was that an amazing account, but after they were acquired, they have been, and not just one person from that company, all the entire team that we work with, all the executives have been a continual source of referrals for us. See? Unprompted. Yeah. Just they are the most beautiful client ever. So Don't be afraid of spending time to cultivate relationship over a period of time. Because as you said, sometimes it takes a while. Oh, yeah. But that doesn't mean it's over. No, no. And and there is a beauty in what you just said, too. It's, it's you know, you may think, oh, if I could just work with that person or that company. Sometimes it's who they know. So, you know, take the time to get to know people. Even if it's just, you know, to touch base or congratulate them on something all the way up to, you know, hey, let's grab a cup of coffee sometime. I'd, I'd love to learn more about what you're into. That definitely helps. So it's all these little touch points. And I know it can feel overwhelming trust. Some days I sit here and I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, but you do yeah. it. It's not so bad. You know, really that's where social media can also be a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I, you know, don't believe that posting on LinkedIn is, doesn't have a return. It does. Right. Even if you don't do it a lot, I'm not a big LinkedIn person, but I just had an opportunity come up because of posts that I put on LinkedIn. It's awesome. When I felt like posting, I just, you know, I'm not, yeah. you know, I am the worst social media person ever. I'm, I'm just going to admit <laughs> that I'm horrible <laughs> because it just, you know, I don't like it anymore. <laughs> well, I, I think a lot of us feel that way. It's work. And I realize, you know, when I look at my accounts personally, I don't post that much because yeah. ugh, I do it all day. Why do I? It's just not fun. I was talking about myself. So like, you know, dip in different places because I was yeah. enjoying it. I don't enjoy it. So yeah, well, but, we all go through phases, right? Yeah. But then there's other ways that you cultivate However, your relationships. You know, so this doesn't mean that you have to like. I'm not a fan of wasted time. I'm, I I am not that girl. I'm not the girl who's going to do a whole bunch of in person coffee dates. I'm not the person who's going to go Ugh. to every networking meeting. I'm not no. doing that. That's just not my personality, not my style, doesn't line up with how I manage my time. However, there are things that you can do that may seem a little more passive, but that actually can produce. And that is, you know, putting content out there, writing bylined articles for your target audience. I cannot say this enough. PR people, we love to write for PR publications. Stretch yourself and write for 
where your clients read. Yeah, so true. Be the answer to the problem your clients have. Yeah. Be there, you know, be that resource already. And when they are ready to take action, you hopefully will be top of mind because you've, you've positioned yourself to be top of mind. Yeah. If you're going to talk PR, don't make it inside baseball. Right. Nothing wrong with that, by the way, if PR are your target audience. And, and by the way, it's good to talk about these issues with other PR people, but in terms of your marketing, you want to be mindful that you are talking PR to your target audience. Who do you want to have as a client? Can you talk PR in their language? Can you tell them things that they may not know that will be helpful to them? Because people really do pay attention. And I know that we all think that we're just this one little person and a big old sea of like all of this information and all of these articles and all of these reels and videos and YouTube channels and podcasts, but you still matter. You do. And what you have to say has value and it doesn't have to be so mind blowingly different. Get, get, you know, right. In front of you. And I know some of you are sitting there like, well, everybody talks about that. And are yep. people listening to everybody? Somebody's listening to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't need everybody to listen <laughs> to you. You just need to say it in a way that resonates with a few people. Right. And those are the people that are going to want to work yes. with you. Yes. So because you said it in a way that resonated with them. Yes. I, mean, I, I don't know where we get this idea that only one person can do something. You yeah. know, how many brands of toilet paper are there when you go to the grocery store? Right. They're all there for a reason. They're not all there because <laughs> nobody's making money. You know, it's this okay. is true. Or even, you know, why does anyone write songs anymore if there's only so yeah. many notes in a scale? It's, you know, we, yeah. we could do this all day. But, um, but, you know, at, at the end of it, be strategic. And we said yeah. this before on here. Treat yourself as a client. Hire yourself. Love it. And I think you will... We know you're smart. We know you're savvy. We know you can weather anything because, hey, we're we're all still here. We've been through things and we're still here. So if anything, take that with you. And we hope we've inspired you today. If we have, please subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Share it around with your friends and colleagues. I mean, there's content you can share. That was that was pretty shameless, wasn't it? But that's okay. <laughs> no, let me share this. And we love to hear from you. So yes. add your own thoughts to it. You know, say yeah. they talked yeah. about this. Here's my advice. Disagree with us because we be awesome. learn from that too. It's yeah. you know, but <laughs> the key point is please share our stuff. <laughs> In case we weren't subtle enough, but well, we thank you for spending this time with us. We know everyone's time is so valuable these days. And until next time, thanks for listening to That Solo Life.